Check this out, guys. Wait a minute. Let's start it off right. Uh, now I lost my mouse. Here it is. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> A little bit of the bubbly. So I've been here eight and a half months and I told you when I first got here, I kept I keep looking each and every day further and further up that ladder and things getting better and better. What an old nasty dog. All right, let's stop sharing. I don't know how to uh, stop sharing. Welcome to, let me get back to us. Here we go. Aaron Whitlow, and I'm here with. Randall Shane. And welcome to Wrestling with the Marks. Uh, and today we are doing a Kentucky edition. Kentucky Professional Wrestling. Uh, KY, our home state, uh, we love being from Kentucky. I wouldn't be from any, any other place, to be honest with you. I'm uh, <laughs> proud of my state. Um, and uh, I'm proud of our actual professional his, uh, wrestling history. It's, uh, it's a deep, deep history, especially here locally in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, Randall's going to go into a little bit of the uh, history and stuff. Uh, but uh man how you doing brother i'm doing pretty good i'm uh you know a little snowed in at the moment uh a little bit you know we're hanging in there um before we jump into before we jump into uh that history i like to talk about our history so me and randall as as his uh work name (laughs) his his name is uh i ain't gonna i ain't kayfabe all right anyway um we we uh we've been friends since um since high school since freshman year of high school freshman year uh, at bowling green alma out of bowling green high um go purples represent when uh when when you punked out the uh, football star oh lord all right so yeah i um <laughs> i was getting uh we gotta be a we gotta be a star you can't be a bully but uh, yeah, so I was being bullied essentially by a football star, uh, and uh, every day is relentless. And uh, and he actually uh, just got me to my boiling point. We was in the greatest class in the history of Bowling Green High, and that's the TV production class with uh, with uh, Mr. Owens. Uh, I, I hate that there's kids today that will never have experienced. Uh, being in that class it was to me the best class i look forward to that to that period every day oh, um, that i went there because uh you know uh mr owens i'm gonna still call him mr owens i'm not gonna call him by his first name but he uh he's a, he is he is a he's a great guy he's he's a laid-back teacher and actually taught us the um, fundamentals of production uh we had our own student newscast um west majors was an anchor for us a little bit. He uh he called uh, Igor uh, Jokic instead of Jok- Jokic, um and uh you remember <laughs> that? Yep. 
Um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, but man, yeah, so I wish I had those recordings. Oh man, me too, man. Uh, I wish, uh, and, uh, we didn't really, uh, yeah, it was just so much fun, man. We pretty much at one point, Mr. Owen just let us have the run of the classroom. Cause, uh, you oh, go yeah. through your basic, especially, uh, you especially know, learning. junior and senior year. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have no work. He just essentially let us do whatever we wanted during that class. Um, and it was just, it was fun, man. We learned a lot of stuff, man. Uh, Tommy Lovins was in the class with us. Um, I can't remember anyone else uh, that was in there. Uh, ben Stickle. Ben Stickle. Oh, Ben Stickle. I hadn't thought of that name in years. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> was uh, Kevin Gregory? No, he wasn't in that class. Um, but, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe he was. I want to say Kevin was in there for a little year. bit. Yeah, but we we stuck with well, it. Um, I think all four years. I think we was in there all four years. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway, this guy, this football player, tried to punk me. He he was like, uh, he was calling me names and stuff, and I had to break my. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <clears throat> I guess it's the ADHD in me. I wasn't. I didn't think before I act. So I just like smacked him, <laughs> and uh. And, <laughs> And and, uh, and Mr. Owen stopped me from being murdered, essentially. And he made me sit by Joey. Uh, and uh, and I sat next to him. And I and in my stress, I was like, I'm going to draw. So I started drawing a picture of the Ultimate Warrior, um, you know, because it was easy to draw. Usually I just start with the mask, uh, the uh, face paint, and then, like, I build from there. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, oh, you like, you like wrestling? And then, like, he showed me that he liked wrestling. Man, it was on and popping from there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was written in. And uh, it looked uh, got David uh, Kelly DK saying, "What up, Joey? What up, man? That's my logo guy right there. He's the one that created yeah. this masterpiece right here. Hey, up, he Kelly? also created our logo, the Market Movie Podcast logo. <clears throat> uh, nice. Let's let's see what he says." Mr. Owens, I almost gave that man a heart attack. No <laughs> doubt. I I think we all did at one point or another. That I remember. <laughs> yeah, that he he sit back he sit back in class like this and talk about deer hunting. <laughs> but uh, hunting man, and uh, yeah, hunting and fishing. Um, but uh, we uh, so in that so uh, we me and Joey we got into like wrestling uh he was already doing backyard uh with some some people i've done backyard with some people and we kind of and i kind of joined his backyard i started doing backyard you know i was a kid man uh in my backyard we had we did, we just imagined where the ring was it was like this tree this tree that rock this car <laughs> that is the ring post right. and, uh and we just imagined ourselves going to the ropes running the ropes and uh, the bumps was real because back as, as kids, you don't think about, you know, you don't think about it, it being a work. You thought about, let me go ahead and really put you in the sharpshooter. Let me go ahead and really put you in the Boston Crab. Um, that Boston Crab hurts. Uh, figure four hurts. If anybody ever tell you to figure four a leg lock. STF legitimately, hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Oh, oh that's a story. So, uh, but yeah, so me and Joey, we, we linked up. Um I um let's see. 
Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we get make sure our audio is good for everybody. <clears throat> Let's see what else uh, uh, David's saying real quick. Live by the sword, die by the sword. <laughs> die by the sword. Yep. But, yeah, so we um, pretty much, we linked up and we started doing wrestling stuff together. Uh, I started doing it, you know, making like little cardboard belts. Uh, but when I met Joey, I'm going to just call you Joey, brother. I'm Randall, Joey, it's all the same. But uh, you're a legend. It's all the same. Anyway, <clears throat> when, I, when I met him, man. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Oh, you're a, lo- you're a living legend to me, bro. Uh, but... Um, when I met him, he took it on a on another level of uh, of just even as a child, even as a teenager, man, you was already a booker. Uh, essentially, you booked the card of what we had. We would play the same. We play different characters. I I had my Taz oh, yeah. Yeah. In, influenced character named Wow no Wildcat. I had Wildcat right. No, or was it you had Wildcat? No, you uh, had Wildcat. I had Wildcat. You had Taz. You had Taz Gun. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, uh, Tommy Gun. I had Tommy Gun. That was my biggest character. Is Tommy you had, Gun. You you had the whole Gun Clan. You had Tommy Gun, Terry Gun, Taz Gun. <laughs> I had all kind of guns. Uh, but uh, and uh, oh, we're gonna get to a DK. And uh, but yeah, so we we <laughs> did backyard stuff. Eventually, we uh had the biggest backyard match we had was with Aftermath Championship Wrestling. It was a bloody Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, uh, bloody it was actually Sunday. On Creason, we uh, we hooked up with uh, um, at, at the, David's house. Yeah, at David's house, we hooked up with uh, our boys. What, what was their uh, what was their uh, they they called uh, Josh and them and the EWA. Uh, and, yeah, Abercrombie, Jason, all of them. Yeah. Dingo, Dino, yeah, EWA, which a lot of this stuff is still online on YouTube. You can actually look at why they're backyard wrestling. We're crazies, man. We we were idiots, but um, so (laughs) coincidentally, if it wasn't for ACW, I never would have gotten trained because it was that show there that night. When we went to VCW, I had left early because I had already been up over 24 hours getting ready for this show, which that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I leave early and then I get a call from Jason. I think it was Jason saying him and Dino got kicked out of Vet City Wrestling. Like, what are you talking about? So the story is. That JW Wildfire and the group, you know, was kind of belittling Jason and Dino and they were standing up for themselves because we had ran that show earlier in the day. What we didn't know was JW's wife and daughter had driven by and seen the crowd that we had. And see him in the corner? You know, tell JW about it. There he is, JW, my trainer. There he is. Um, so they they were kind of upset, you know, that we were running the show and it was illegal. We drew a bigger house than they did. So the following week he pulls me and Jason aside. He's like, look, 
He's like, y'all obviously have the passion. Y'all obviously want to wrestle. <clears throat> I will train you, but you have to quit doing the backyard shit. So me and Jason thought about it, and we agreed, and that's how we became trained. That's how we got our foot in the so, door. So with that, being said, with, with, with that being said, uh, we would actually go to uh, Vet City Wrestling. It was at the historic Reed's Restaurant. Reed's Restaurant. We would we would go there. We would get to see the likes of uh, uh, the East East. Uh, was it East East High Boys? East Coast Boys? East Coast Bad Boys. East Coast Bad Boys. Uh, we got to see the likes of, um, of course, uh, you know the. Um, we mentioned them last week. Uh, the executioners, right? Donnie Fargo. Donnie well, Fargo. Fighters, yeah. Uh, uh, what what's the other Fargo? Uh, the he was squad. really cool, man. Ron Fargo, huh? Uh, Rick Fargo. Rick Fargo. Yeah, he gave us. Uh, he gave us a gimmick. Uh, yeah. It was like us, for free. Yeah. It, yeah. Gave us an eight by ten. And uh, and he is that. actually really cool. Actually, uh, Joey, do you remember this? Uh, so uh, before JW was going to really officially train you, uh, Bad News Brown said that he would be willing to train you. But then tragically, Bad News, yes, we I, lost I him. I remember this. We we, uh, we was asked after the show because Bad News used to uh, get a lot of heat. He would come through. He was a hated man, but he was so yeah. good in the ring. He was a great, great worker. Um, he he uh, – oh, man. He was he was such a great worker, uh, but yeah. Uh, after the show, he he talked to me and uh, Joy. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be willing to train you boys." You know, you know. But uh, tragically, he he died shortly thereafter. Um, but you know. Well, I remember uh, one but, show. Uh, this was when um, before Dale Man sold it to JW. This is when it was still TNT Championship Wrestling. Uh, mm -hmm. We stayed after one day. I had written out a letter. And I wanted to give it to Dale Mann. And uh, Kenny, Kenny Hubbard, uh, he was the ring announcer. So I gave it to him and he took it back and gave it to Dale. And Mr. Breeze was out there and then Dale comes out. <clears throat> He's like, so you want to get in the wrestling business? I'm like, yes, sir. I said, I just like to know, you know, what do I need to do to get trained? So he told me, you know, uh, it would be this much, yada, yada, yada. He said, but before I train you, you need to eat a bunch of peanut butter, bananas, and hit a gym. <laughs> like, okay. Did you do it? Well, me and you went to um, me and you went to go check out a couple gyms. I don't think we we never ended up joining any, but um, I did start eating a lot of bananas and peanut butter i do remember that um ah, so, usa uh, main event wrestling yeah i it's mentioned you i seen usa main event wrestling so uh all right my history as far as me with wrestling here in bowling green um the first live event i went went to was actually at the uh the fairgrounds uh <laughs> And uh, the only guy that I remember working there, now I don't remember his name. Uh, you'll probably remember his name because I embarrassed myself years later. <laughs> is uh, uh, He used to come out with a snake. Uh, 
And it reminded me of Jake Roberts, but it wasn't him. Uh, do you remember yeah. a worker that, that came out with a snake? Yeah, I think it's probably Chris, Chris Champion. He came out. Yeah, he came out with a snake. Yeah. Years later, I seen him, and I said, I don't know. I was, I, I was at this point still in the business, uh, in the sense of you know, and uh, managing and things like that. But I asked him, I said, Hey, man, do you still have your snake? So yeah, I still got my snake, but he wasn't talking about that snake. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of I kind of <laughs> walked right into that man, uh, but yeah, but no, that's my first one. But then the the ones that I remember the most uh, as a fan is at Reed's restaurant. Me and you, Reed, we yeah. would go there. Uh, we would. Uh, oh, dude, oh, I man, remember John Noble. Dude, so like this is how hardcore me and you were. Okay, so the show didn't start mm-hmm. till eight o'clock. Okay, it was an eight o'clock bell time. Me and you would get there at six o'clock. Whether the doors opened or not, we were there at six o'clock, either waiting in the car or waiting in line to get inside for an eight o'clock show, just so we could get our front row seats. And then eventually we were like, eh, who cares about the front row? Let's sit in the back. So then we would just start sitting in the back row. It. We would actually, uh, and, and at those shows, we would actually um, promote, like, we would scream uh, uh, ACW, you know, stuff like that. You know, we'd disrupt, <laughs> we would disrupt the uh, the show there with our own gimmicks. Um, the one that yeah. really, uh, like, gave us, he gave it, like, really, he called you Chachi, John Noble. <laughs> John Noble. He's yeah, still, he's my still boy, John Chachi Noble. to this day. Uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, he's a, he's a good guy, man. Um, but yeah, John, man, John, he was John and Ed and, um, uh, Ed Browning, right? John, Eddie and Biggie. Yeah. Biggie. Uh, but yeah, they would, um, man, uh, he would come out. He'd say, you shut up, Chachi. And, uh, and he would, uh, call me, uh, I think he would call me, uh, Webster. Webster, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and he called me Webster. And then there's these other famous fans that would come to all the events that they would call uh, <laughs> Weezy, George and Weezy in Lamont. George and Weezy. <laughs> and then their son would come or somebody else would come. They call him Lamont. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, uh, George be like, give me the finger. He'd be like really serious about but- it, too. And and you and you know I mean, and those were the fans. I mean George and Wheezy, they were dedicated. Like even when they stopped wrestling at Reed's and started wrestling on at the National Guard Armory, George and Wheezy, they would walk to the mm-hmm. National Guard Armory because that they had no vehicle. I wasn't aware of that. So they would walk there to get there. All right, uh, Bill Dozer says, two years ago, <laughs> Randall Shane wrestled in a Falls Count Anywhere match for New South. He hit his opponent something that shattered in the parking lot and hit my car. Where's my money, Randall? <laughs> what do you got to say? You need to contact New South Wrestling. <laughs> you need to contact New South Wrestling about that. Uh. Oh, uh, I missed some more comments here. Keep the comments coming, guys. Uh, DK says, 
Was it called TNT? Uh, well, so, Dale Mann was okay, TNT, so and then we'll his son Michael that. Mann. Yeah. We'll, so go ahead. Yeah, we'll get into that when I start talking about the history, because that is that but, actually uh, confused me a little too. So I'll I'll walk you through that transition. All right. So yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, start jumping into it first. Um, the most famous pro wrestler from our area would probably be Hillbilly Jim. Um, unless you know of someone else, uh, as far as like went out to make it, you know, uh, like be so known, if, if you know, he was, about, he was once on a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get a bigger name than Hillbilly Jim coming from this area. Um, but in retrospect, you can consider, I mean, to me, I consider Chris Michaels up in that category. Uh, cause when mm. I was a kid, Chris Michaels was on the very first live show that I went to for Dale Mann at Lampkin Park. Um, and from there, you know, I would see him on USWA and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And even he did some shots for WCW on WCW uh, Saturday night and WCW main event on Sundays. And I would see yeah. him and be like, hey, I know him. He, he He's wrestled here in Bowling Green. So, you know, that was – and then, you know, seeing his matches later down the road, I always loved his matches with Bud Ellis at Reed's Restaurant. So That's, when I started, I'm glad you brought w, that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so one of our favorite wrestlers of all time, the guy that that really like I legitimately cheered and rooted for, and uh, and and paid respect to, was was none other than uh, Cowboy, the Cowboy, Bud Ellis. So Bud Ellis, as you see him right there in your top right-hand corner, uh, Cowboy Bud Ellis, he will come out to uh, Kid Rock's Cowboy. Um, when you hear it hit, you know, and then he comes out, the fans would erupt. You would think that Shawn and Michaels is in the house. You would think that someone like that was in the house. Yeah. He, uh, and, and not only was he a great worker, like we thought he was, he, he could have legitimately been a main like he was a main eventer. Don't get me wrong, he was a main eventer. He is a, a Southern Kentucky legend, a wrestling legend. Um, and but he could have very well gone off to have a great career anywhere because the man could work, in my opinion. Bud Ellis, um, people like Bud Ellis, people like John Noble, uh, Diamond Knight Kid at one point was like killing the game. Uh, John Noble, you know, uh, John Noble is one that should have went somewhere he had the talent he had the desire i don't know why he was overlooked when tna first started because he did some shots for tna but john noble had it and to my my opinion like even seeing some of his recent work john noble still has it yeah and could do something uh, let me see things. what those are saying uh you can answer this go ahead and read that and then answer that joe I thought you were going to read it out loud. Okay. It technically wasn't Kentucky. Talking, uh, what? I don't know uh, what he's referring about, uh, to. It, tra train wreck pro wrestling? Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get into uh, going into the history. So I'm going to ask you this. Well, Is it true that at one point uh, – were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh. Before we get off of Bud Ellis, so when I first when you when UPW 
was being put on paper. You know, I was looking at all the talent because I had a formula I wanted to do for UPW. I didn't want to use all just local talent. I wanted to knit and pick from all these various promotions. That way they could all be represented under one umbrella. But I still wanted to use some of the, you know, Kentucky legends um, to help draw that crowd in. So, of Mm -hmm. course, Chris Michaels was one of my picks. And Bud Ellis had been taking some time off of wrestling. He hadn't wrestled for for three or four years. So I called up Bud. And the reason I said the Bud Ellis-Chris Michaels match, because that match always resonated with me. They had, like, a series of matches, and they never got their big blow-off. They never, you never got that satisfaction from seeing who actually, you know, who won the war. So I wanted to give them that. Mm-hmm. So I told, Bud, I called Bud up and I said, Hey, as I look, it's like, I'm starting a promotion. I'm bringing in Chris. This is what I would like to do. I would like to bring you in, give you a few matches and then build something up between you and Chris for the fall inside of a cage to give you your blow off. He was all for it. Unfortunately, a month after that, Bud passed away. So that never came to fruition. But Bud Ellis versus Chris Michaels was on the cards, was on the plate for a summer series for UPW. So Yeah. Yeah, it would have been great. Um I was I'm gonna oh, say yeah. this. <laughs> I don't know about that random. Oh, random Shane is my baby daddy, says Joker TV, a.k.a. DK. Oh, Lord. All right. But, all right, I'm going to ask you this. So, legend has it. Um, like Obviously, I know that Hillbillies is, is from around here. Um, I met him once when I was a kid uh, uh, over at uh, Parks and Rec, uh, High Street, uh, you know, and uh, he came and shot basketball with me. And, um, and he knew my mom and my family joey don't uh he knew my he knew my family and uh and uh and uh and so somebody once told me that one time that when he was a kid my friend tier told me that uh when he was a kid hillbilly was there and he also met hogan and stuff and i was like really you know, like like that that they was with them and i'm like really you know now i'm gonna ask you this is it true that uh angelo Papo used to run at Beach Bend here in town. No. Nick Goulas ran Beach Bend here in town. Okay. Now, uh, go ahead and kick us off. What is the earliest pro wrestling here in Bowling Green, locally, and then we can go out from here? In Bo- or, okay, so, or, or around, whatever okay, so, whatever you want to do, Kentucky or Bowling Green, which, which, whichever one. So it, it would be a vast topic to cover the whole state because i mean i have two pages right here of just outside of bowling green so let's just concentrate on bowling green right now um the earliest known date that i know of is uh the mid 60s i actually found looking up some notes i actually found a title change on september 22nd 1964 for the awa southern tag team titles which would have been a nick Goulas. Um, Nick Goulas, Roy Welch promotion. Um, it's when they had broke off from the NWA, joined the AWA before going back to the NWA. 
Um, it was the Corsicans, Gene and Joe, defeated Mario Milano and Lynn Rossi for the Southern Tag Team titles. And that was September 22nd, 1964. So that would have been right around the Beach Bend days. Beach Bend was um, bought, uh, bought in the 50s. Garvin started running shows in the 60s. So I would say that title change happened at Beach Bend. And then on My, December 9th, 1964, I'll go ahead. I was going to say real quick, my father used to tell me that uh, you can go to Beach Bend back in the day and not, and for whatever little amount of money it was, you can see wrestling and live animals because they at one point had a zoo at Beach Bend. Yeah. They had animals there yeah. that you can actually see. But yeah, um, uh, I remember uh, my grandmother once told me that she went to Beach Bend and uh, was able to see uh, uh, Jackie Fargo uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what is what's that famous hill? The worst hill, uh, the con. Um, what's oh man, I'm blanking on him right now. He's famous. Which um, one? Uh, Con? No. Uh, to- Tojo Yamamoto. Tojo Yamamoto. Yeah. Uh, my, my grandmother says that they once went and seen Tojo wrestling here in town and somebody wanted yeah. to stab him. Somebody went to stab Tojo because of the heat that he was uh, drawing with the audience. He was such a hated villain. Oh, and, I believe uh, it. Yeah. But uh, continue. I'm sorry. See, and that's, we won't even get in, we won't even get into that subject because that's something that is missing today and nobody is, brave enough to get heat like that anymore that's just um there was another title change for the uh, southern tag team titles on december 9th 1964 here in bowling green and it was mitsu hirora and tojo yamamoto defeated chief little bear and mark york um so again that would have had to been at beach bend so mid 60s is the earliest that i know of um, but I'm sure years prior, there was also wrestling here in Bowling Green. Um, so, Goulas, so, okay. When I created UPW, mm-hmm. I made an investor package. And in that investor package, I typed up a two-page of the history of pro wrestling in Bowling Green. So, really? I'm going to read off that a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to read off that a little bit so I don't get my facts kind of confused. All right. So the history of pro wrestling in Bowling Green dates back decades ago to the days of famed promoter Nick Goulas. Goulas used to run wrestling cards sanctioned by the National Wrestling Alliance at Beach Bend Park. People from all over the area would flock to Beach Bend to see the likes of all the stars of Goulas' brand of the National Wrestling Alliance. Even before Goulas, and I actually think this was after Goulas, Matches were held at the old Quinson Hut located on the 31W Bypass by the banks of the Barren River. Remember that old metal building where the water company is at now? Yeah. Used to be an old, just like a big metal tin building. They used to have wrestling there. I didn't know that. Andre the Giant wrestled there. I didn't know that. Andre's been here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Andre's been here many times, yes. 
I'm a so, now um, I'm a huge in the late 80s, I'm a huge fan of Andre uh, by the way. Just want to say that right. huge fan of Andre the Giant. Uh, I've always been a fan of Andre the Giant. So. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Some guy that hasn't <laughs> heard of Andre. But <laughs> but everybody should have heard of Andre. But go All ahead. Right, I'm so, sorry. so in the late '80s, a wrestler and promoter by the name of Dale Mann would enter Bowling Green and would become a mainstay during the next two decades. Mann himself would go on to become a legend in the area of not just wrestling but promoting as well. Many stars and even fans today declare Mann to be the best promoter ever in this region from Georgetown, Kentucky, all the way down to Bowling Green and even Paducah. Dale would run shows under the Mid-Continental banner at the J.C. Pavilion inside Lampkin Park in the Southern Kentucky Fairgrounds. Now, that's where I first saw live wrestling. Uh, it was, I want to say, October of 91 or 92. Me and one of my friends, he had been before. Me and one of my friends, uh, he's like, hey, you want to go to wrestling with me tonight? I was like, wrestling? It's, what? I had no idea that, you know, there was live wrestling. So we went, and of course I fell in love. Uh, real quick, let me, let me say this real quick. Every, yeah. Let me say this real quick. Okay. So uh, with the fairgrounds, I remember going to the fairgrounds as uh -huh. a kid. So I was walking around the fair, probably the same, same time you was there. We was probably that same time and didn't even realize it. But um, oh, I'm sure. uh, I, I remember um, – like one time, my uncle actually took me there and see to see wrestling. But I remember one time being at the fair, walking around, looking at people riding rides, and I wasn't really doing anything. I was just wandering around, and I made it to the pavilion, and uh, and I walked in, and wrestling was going on, and I was like blown away that wrestling was happening, and I wasn't aware that it was going on there. Right. Um, it was just such a I was like just so amazed to uh, to know that because you know. Um, well, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. See, and, no, I was gonna and, say that. Remember, a few years ago, I brought wrestling. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Go ahead. You can go ahead and talk about that. Say, so, so a few years ago, you know, I had the opportunity to bring wrestling back to the fair. It was like the first time in over 20 years. And um, that was, I mean, that was magical to me because this was something, you know, this was the place where I had first seen live wrestling and now I was able to run a card there. And it was just, it was amazing. I know that that was actually one of your bucket list locations to do a, do a card at. Uh, so yes. Joey has a few locations, yeah. uh, the fairgrounds, EA Ditto Arena, Reed's Restaurant. Let's be I, real. I, I did. Reed's Restaurant. Oh uh, so I don't even think. Reeds, remember? Did you do? Did you run Reeds? The Wait, first. Uh, new, was it ICW? The first uh, New Era show. New Era. No, new you Era. Did? The first New Era. I thought, I thought show we had that. At, okay, I, I was thinking that the first New Era was actually. I remember we went to another building somewhere, and that's when you had uh, um, McGinnis there. Nigel McGinnis. He came. He he worked running your shows, that, and I got to meet Nigel. That was at the. Um, Southern Kentucky Sports Academy. Okay, yeah, I remember that show. Um, but yeah, yeah, the so very your first, first new era the, show was at Reed's Restaurant. And is that right before Reed so, like I'm decided to close down and move? List. So I didn't agree with all of Mr. Reed's uh, business practices. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, to speak. so yeah, he will get the. So he will get the. Um, 
so Reed, whenever people run at Reed's, um, Reed will actually still have his restaurant open and serve. And so most like much like the movie yeah. theater, if you worked at the movie theater, you know most of your money uh, comes from concessions. It doesn't actually come from the tickets that you like. Exactly. Hey, let me want to see Star Wars or something like that. That's not going to go to that's not going to go to the house. That's going to go to the studios or whatever and cover the cost of whatever. But the money that you make comes from concessions and um, concessions, yes. gimmicks, things like that. And so what and see, and that, would do, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, explain it to them. See, that, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Um, fans and even like some wrestlers, workers today still don't understand that. Your your gate at the door, it's covering your cost. It's covering your rental fee, any insurance you may or may not have, your adver advertising. You still have to pay advertising. Um, you know, whether it be social media posts, banners, posters that you've had printed and sent out to get hung. Um, see, rental insurance advertisement. So that may be, oh, uh, taxes. You have to pay taxes on those shows, especially here in mm -hmm. Kentucky. The athletic commission, you have to pay a certain percentage of taxes per each show. So all that money is just not for the promoter. It's going somewhere. So what you get for concessions, what little bit you get for concessions is going towards the boys. You know, either replenishing concessions, the boys, you know. So there's not a lot of money to be made in promoting wrestling. Just to throw that out there. Yeah. So what you're saying is uh, M. Harry Smilak lied to us. <laughs> But uh, well, actually, he promoted wrestling and 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 rock, so he did it. He did something. But uh, but anyway, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like like I said, the movie theater, uh, concessions is where the money, the theater makes the money. Uh, that's why if you go to the yes. movie theaters, concessions high. That's why we try to. I say we because me and Joy, we live that life. That's why we upsell you. Would you rather have a large popcorn and get refill? You know things like that because the more that you do that, the more that it gets to that. You know, and the movies aren't free. Like keeping the theaters open isn't free. Uh, at wrestling shows, promoting uh, Joey can tell you probably isn't free. Things cost money. The boys cost money. You want to get a Carlito here? That's going to cost you. You want to get, you know, people. Uh, you know, it's going to cost money. So. And, see, and so, and that's something that Mr. Reed didn't understand. So when I, he, he charged me rent, you know, it was a fair amount, but he wanted to keep his restaurant open and didn't want us to sell concessions. So that after that first show, that was a no go because you can't make money if you don't have concessions. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I agree. So after that, then that's when we moved to the Southern Kentucky Sports Academy. I want to real quick mention so, some. Uh, let oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Oh, I was gonna say I want to real quick mention some uh, some legends that just popped up in my mind that people I want to I want to tip a hat to 
One of them is uh, the legendary referee and promoter, Wild Bill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wild Bill, man. Uh, sweet guy. Uh, he ran the Hands Club. Uh, that's another That's another location. Uh, what Reed was to us when before being in the business and things like that, nostalgic looking at that like that, the Hands Club was essentially our I would consider it actually our ECW arena, our our house. You know what I mean? That's the place where. Yeah, um, yeah. Although he did uh, at one point, I know that he did uh, he did serve food during the shows as well. Uh, did he have the, some of the same situation? Are you aware of that, dog? I guess. I'm not, I'm not aware. I'm not okay. sure. I know they served food. Uh, that's. I want to mention one person real quick. At these shows, so Joey uh, had me come in, and, uh, he, and uh, actually got to be like the. Um, I was a manager. I got to manage uh, HNIC a few times, manage uh, Victor Bruiser a couple of times, um, but mainly, uh, I remember being there, and I would get to come in. One thing you show love to all the boys, everybody's back there. Uh, I would really, I got to sit down. And really talk to Rob G. Rock. That's why I hold Rob G. high on my list as a as a wrestler, as a local uh, legend, um, because he actually spent time with a young green guy, and uh, and broke yeah. the business down to me and tell me different things. And we and and I could have been probably getting on his nerves. I probably could have been like irritating him, but he never let me know that hey, you're irritating me or anything like that. He always had a smile on no, his face. Was, was, oh, go ahead, Joe. Rob was one of the nicest guys that I've met. Rob was one of the nicest guys that I've met in this business. Yeah, he um, he, and his death was a loss. I used to actually call him, uh, just sometimes just to talk to him, man. And we'll talk for hours. He actually gave me tapes of uh his some of his shows because his. Uh, wife, his girlfriend would uh, actually record all his matches, um, uh-huh. and Rob would come out. Rob, Rob was another guy, kind of like Cowboy, that would come out, and the fans would erupt every time Rob G came out. Yeah. Uh, he, he'd come out to uh, uh, P Diddy's, uh, you know, the Cold Godzilla the thing. Uh, oh, he did that too. Well, at first, remember? Then, he, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So he 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 did Colt first. No, he did. He did Godzilla first. Then when he turned babyface, he did uh, Cult of Personality. I didn't realize that. And this was um, long before CM Punk used Cult of Personality, people. Rob, man, Rob G had like his own version of the uh, the uh, People's Elbow as well. Uh, but Rob, Rob was <laughs> the, the People's Elbow. Yeah. Yeah, Rob was such a uh, dirty bird. such a great great guy, man. And uh, just I want to mention that guy. Um, uh, uh, what's I forget his name. Um, he was a um, he always said he was a Native American. Uh, he would come to the show. Uh, Chief, what, what what was his name? Help me. Chief Billy Eagle. Yeah, you go, Chief Billy Eagle. Yeah. So uh, I remember Chief, Chief Billy Chief Eagle. Chief Slapaho. <laughs> but yeah, um, people like that. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, Don Fargo being there. Um, just like, just some man, just it was good. Uh, Corey Williams, uh, he came for a few shows. 
Um, I remember Don Fargo gave me a candlestick shot to the back several times uh, during the. Uh, also, Vic Vic uh, wised me up um, in the one time. He told me um, he he actually said because I was in one of the matches with him, and um, and he fed me Rob G, and I didn't realize he's feeding me Rob G. I didn't know, so I was, you know, jaw jack with the audience and giving them, you know, getting heat with them. And um, and I missed the feed, and so uh, after the match, he told me, he said, "Hey man, if I ever feed you, uh, like you gotta pay attention." And, and he and he told me, "Whenever, whenever your guy is uh, is you know winning, that's when you can be boisterous and you know whatever with the fans, or whatever. Yeah. But whenever your guy is losing or something, that's when you need to pay attention." And uh, he essentially told me, like, he told me essentially to look at, like, Bobby Heenan. If you look at Bobby Heenan, whenever he managed, Bobby Heenan would do that. Bobby Heenan would, you know, be, like, boasting when his guy is yeah. winning. But then when his guy's, lo guy's losing, he would, like, you know, he'll be, like, chewing his fingernails almost, you know? So. Yes. Yeah. He, he, shows, go that, ahead, he shows that concern. Yeah. Uh, but so, you going with the history, um, brother? After wrestling at the so, um, so Dale would run shows under the Mid Continental banner at the DC's Pavilion inside of Lincoln Park. Um, the Pavilion will be packed every Sunday night with fans waiting to see the battles of Killer Khan against Gypsy Joe, Farmer John and Little Road Warrior, Dale Man, uh, Rowdy Red, and others. <clears throat> other stars that would pass through and spend their Sunday nights in Bowling Green included Tracy Smothers, uh, Barry Horowitz. Superstar Bill Dundee, Chris Champion, Jamie Ice Ice Baby Dundee, and many others. It was also during this time that a young man got a start in the wrestling business by the name of Chris Michaels. Girls from all over would come on Sunday nights to see Chris and his tag team partner, partner Todd Morton. Now, this is where it kind of, you go from Dale Man to USA back to Dale Man. After wrestling at the Pavilion closed years later, USA Main Event Wrestling was formed at the Silverado on Russellville Road. Dale Mann originally started USA Main Event, sold it to a guy named Chad Scott, <clears throat> and wrestling had returned to Bowling Green on Sunday nights. Um, this time around, you would see stars that included John Noble, Eddie Browning, Vic the Bruiser, Corey Williams, Chris Michaels, Rob G. Rock, Al Blade, and tons more. One of Bowling Green's most favorite factions, famous factions, was born during this time, and it was none other than Vic the Bruiser and Hot Chocolate Corey Williams, the New Age Gangsters. Not quite sure on the details, but eventually USA Main Event Wrestling was sold again, and it was eventually shut down. Then TNT Championship Wrestling was formed and started running at Reed's Restaurant on Sunday nights. This promotion was fronted by Dale Mann and his son, Michael Ray. And although small, the building brought great wrestling action back to Bowling Green and big crowds on Sunday nights. Many of USA stars came over to TNT, including John Noble, Eddie Browning, Bad Business Brown, Donnie Fargo, Mr. Breeze, The Mexican Angel, J.W. Wildfire, Otis Bass, Hitman Tony, Hitman Clyde, and the late Midget D. So... <clears throat> You now have TNT running reads. A couple years later, Dale Mann would sell TNT to JW Wildfire, and it would form Vet City Wrestling. 
Vet City Wrestling would go on for a few years, and it would eventually shut down. And JW's brother, Kenny, opened up All-Star Wrestling, and that would be located at the spot on Russellville Road. Um, so during this time, if I've got it right, so Kenny was running the spot on Russellville mm-hmm. Road. JW decided he wanted to start running shows again, but he did it unlicensed. So he was running unlicensed shows at the National Guard Armory under the banner American Badass Wrestling. Hmm. This, unfortunately, got the law involved because in Kentucky, you have to have a promoter's license. Um, It is state regulation. So the commissioner and the state police came down Shut JW down, I think, after his second show. And then JW came back to um, working for Kenny and All-Star Wrestling. All-Star eventually got shut down. Um, so Terry England's UCW group came in, and they started running reads. Uh, I think they ran for a couple months. Um, I don't Terry. think they ran weekly. I think I think they only ran every couple weeks. Um, but Terry would run. He would eventually shut down. JW started back up. And then it was at this time that I formed New Era Pro Wrestling. So you had JW running on Sunday nights on College Street. I'm running Sunday nights just two blocks down at Reed's. I run a couple shows. JW ran a couple shows. JW shuts down. I shut down. So there's no wrestling in Bowling Green. Then, uh, who was it? JW shut down. I shut down. Then Wild Bill comes into the picture. Uh, Wild, Wild Bill. Bill opens up. No, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. So uh, while, while Bill does come into the picture, uh, there is a young man here in town uh, who is seriously ill, and uh, we wanted to run a fundraiser for him. So we ran a big show at the national guard armory and it drew pretty well and it raised a lot of money for the family. So uh, while Bill asked me, he said, Hey, if I start running, I said, would you like to book for me? Like, sure. So found a location, the hands club. So while Bill would run the hands club, he ran for about a month. I think it was like four shows. And then everybody quit working for him. He shut down. And then David Cherry started back up or started wrestling the South Central Wrestling Association. Hmm. That ran for about a year. Uh, The license was actually in David's uh, girlfriend's name. So they split up. She didn't want nothing to do with wrestling. She wasn't going to let him run wrestling. So Hmm. David had to turn around and get a promoter's license. So South Central Wrestling turned into independent championship wrestling. And we ran for about two years. It was one of my proudest uh, times in wrestling. Uh, we booked solid I, I enjoyed it too. It's a when we people, got to see stars uh, like Jason people, Abercrombie. Yes. A lot of people will hate that building, but I love that. Building. I would, I would run that building to this day. Um, ICW shut down. I went back to work for JW uh, this time he was running under Mid-South Championship Wrestling. Um, we ran, I booked for him. We ran that promotion for about a year and a half till it shut down. Terry England came back into Bowling Green. 
he ran a handful of shows and then he left and then it was a few years later that the wwa out of central kentucky wanted to come into bowling green they ran two shows and left then new south championship wrestling was formed they ran one or two shows in bowling green and then they left see where this is going promotion stopping and starting stopping and starting stopping and starting see, yeah. that, that that kills the town so after a few years you know it was a dead town i was like hey look why not let's give it a shot so i formed upw we ran for about two years um haven't really shut down uh we've been staying Keep active on. uh we did run last year last year was actually the first year in uh since 2015 maybe that a show has not happened in bowling green um and for obvious reasons i did have plans to run some upw shows last year but covid nixed those plans um there are some shows on paper for this year for uh bowling green um, that's pretty much i mean the history of bowling green wrestling um all the way from Goulas in the 60s to me now. I mean, not bad company. I mean, well, some, I guess. Um, so I will go ahead. I guess I can go ahead and say this since it's already posted and it is legal now. Um, but y'all got to keep it quiet. Wrestling is returning to the fairgrounds. Uh, this July, Southern Kentucky Fair, three shows, <clears throat> uh, bringing wrestling back, baby. So, anybody out there have any questions, comments? Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, no, that's good, man. Uh, wrestling needs to be here uh, and always here. Um, uh, I think that uh, that was that was good, man. As far as what we're we was hoping to uh, touch on is the history of wrestling here in Kentucky, Bowling Green. Your your actual history, yeah, could, and uh, I was gonna so say, I, um, and we could even go. You know, I want to show one guy that, here, real quick, Gypsy Joe. Gypsy Joe. Um, uh, you can't talk about Southern Kentucky wrestling without talking about Gypsy Joe. Um, uh, actually known to have the hardest chop in the business as what I heard at one point. I never experienced it. Um, yes, you, you, you agree? <laughs> I got to, I got to work Joe once. I, I got to work Joe once. It was like my third match. Maybe, um, I was under a hood, um, and I had kind of protection because of the gimmick. Um, but I could still feel it. It left a little sting. Yes. Man. Um, and, and I know this ain't got nothing to do with anything, but the, uh, new Jack was wrong. You know, he is wrong. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I just, uh, I, I'm thankful for the history of, of wrestling here in Bowling Green. Um, I just want to uh, talk to them, uh, have them, uh, learn a little bit about the, the local history here. I know that we have rich history, not only rich history, rich fans, uh, fans that love yeah. wrestling here. People love wrestling here, 
and come out for it. Um, and, and then that's that's the thing too, because you you can tell like even from when I worked when I first started in 2001, working for JW at Reed's Restaurant, there are still if I ran a show tomorrow, there would be, still be fans that were there in 2001 that would be there tomorrow to watch wrestling because that's how dedicated they are. And that's what I don't understand is you, this town is rich. I mean, it, we're a college town. There's no way that people, you know, there's just something we're not thinking of to get the crowd in. I've done decent. I pulled in decent crowds. I've pulled in some mm-hmm. bad crowds too, but I mean, Stopping and starting, stopping and starting, stopping and starting. That's no way to fix a town. No. No, you got to continually run. And uh, and I'm going to, like, if you want, and I'm going to talk about this real quick, and then we'll close with this. Uh, you look at someone like James Carver, who has consistently ran out of Franklin, consistently ran a show, and has a draw, yes. and has a fandom. And has people, and that's why I take my hat off to James, uh, because of his, his work ethic. Is he's a workhorse when it comes to that, and also oh, he, going he out a to have no matter stuff. what. Yeah, and, and going out to have stuff like having having it show up on WBKO or whatever else, you know, and um, just having it out there, you know, he just he he's always promoting uh, Terry England, always well, promoting so, these guys. Yeah. So I talked to James yesterday. Uh, there's some there's some interesting stuff about to happen. So Franklin better be ready because James is about to up. be on fire again. Well, um, well I do wanted to uh, I wanted to thank you for uh, joining us today, uh, talking about the history of BG uh, wrestling here in Bowling Green. Uh, I know that it can even go deeper than that to outside of BG. You know, oh yeah, I mean, you I, do have. WWA, you got you got uh, World Wrestling Alliance up in uh, Owensboro running. Yeah, yeah, Uh, but yeah, we'll. uh, I think that is good uh, for for today. Uh, Anything else you want to share with anybody uh, with the people before we uh, leave off? Just all I gotta say is when live shows start back up, if there's one in your vicinity, if there's one within 20, 30 minutes of you driving. Or further, if you want to do that, just go out and support the show. Support those workers. These wrestlers have been dying for almost a year now to entertain you all. Um, the promoters have been dying for over a year now to give you shows worth your entertainment. Just please, just go out and support them in some way. That's why. Uh, that's why people like um, collar collar elbow. Uh, is important because it yeah. try is trying to promote Al Snow. They're trying to promote local wrestling. You know, um, wherever yeah. you are, there there should be local wrestling. And these are where you really start seeing those stars. Where you first start seeing the young bucks and stuff like that. You know, or people that you like. You know. Go ahead. Speaking of which, speaking of which. <clears throat> If you go over to Collar and Elbow, they should be dropping their spring lineup soon. They have some hot fire items on uh, their fall collection. But if you go over to Collar and Elbow right now, add stuff in your basket 
type in promo code UPWPRO, you'll get 10% off. Just throwing that out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I, I need some I need some more uh swag from you. Uh I have one I have one uh I wanna get the Brody Brody Lee shirt, uh Brody Forever. Um yes. but uh I, I I have the uh I have the support local wrestling uh hoodie as the first thing I got from them and um I plan on getting some more. Uh but yeah, uh, that Tracy's uh, Tracy Smothers shirt is from uh Collar Elbow. Um Al Snow. Uh, a buddy of mine got to work with him in Louisville as far as like uh, for his uh, oh, dude, web series. Dude, yeah, I, I would love to. I, I love to interview him one day. But uh, but yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, Tracy Tracy Smothers, God rest his soul. Um, so, but yeah, go ahead. So this so quick quick story. So I did um, I did a show for the WWA last February. Um, it was actually one of the last shows before uh, the state got shut down. Um, it was their annual war show, which was like a Royal Rumble type show. So, excuse me. Um, I'm there early. They're setting up or they're just about done setting up. I'm on one side of the Coliseum. OK, this was in Evansville. So I'm on one side of the Coliseum and I'll and then I just hear, hey, hey, Randall. And I look over, and all the way over on the other side of the room, at his gimmick table, Tracy Smothers. So I walk over. I'm like, hey, Tracy. I said, how you doing? He said, come here and give me a hug. So I'm, I'm glad that was the – I'm not glad that was the last time. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to share that with Tracy, you know, because that was the last time I had got to see him. I want to um, I want to say this to you. But Tracy was a great – yeah, I, I want to say this to you, uh, and and then we'll close. Um, I want to thank you personally for uh, you you went on this journey in in pro wrestling, uh, not only just when we was doing backyard stuff, but I thank you for bringing me along with you. Uh, in uh, in some some cases, you know what I mean. Like uh, even if it was if it's the having me uh, bump in the ring at Biff, Big Clifty in that barn. Um, oh my god, having me run the ropes and, and and not wanting to take the chop and having to actually fold my arms <laughs> over the uh, over the ropes so that I won't you know flinch. Uh, to like allow me to see a beautiful Bobby Eaton and you know and see some of these guys that Carlito and and um, Abyss and you know some of these uh, Nigel McGinnis, all these people. Not only that, I got to actually share, share locker rooms with. Uh, Gypsy Joe, who 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 now I can say that stuff, man. Um, you, I got to uh, meet the fabulous Roger Rock, Cowboy Bud Ellis. Um, all because you brought me along with you, and I just want to appreciate you uh, for all you do, not only for wrestling but for me. Hey. I, I love you, brother. I just want to let you know that. But um, I love you. Yeah, no, this you. is real love, man. This is real love between me and Joy. But um, that's my boy, man. Uh, but yeah, um, anything else? Uh, yeah, he said he said it. Support local wrestling. Make sure you go to uh, uh, Collar Elbow. Put in. Uh, uh, you say United Pro Wrestling or you? What's what's the UPW Pro? UPW Pro. Put in UPW Pro. Get ten percent yes. off of your merch. 
That's what's up. Get your swag on. Uh, hey, look at that little yeah. one back there. But anyway, we thank you. Uh, we thank you. She just ran in and left <laughs> like a ghost. <laughs> uh, but uh, I thank you for joining us. She, she's uh, trying to sneak. Here she, here she comes again. Come here, Lily. <laughs> uh, um, also, check out, if you haven't checked out UPW on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can check out our website at upwpro.com. There's going to be some news dropping soon, and you don't want to miss that. Yeah, and I plan on actually being a part of UPW. Well, I'm already a part of I'm part of UPW, whether I you like are. it or not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I thank you all for listening to this podcast today. Joey, thanks for uh, joining me. Hey, thank you for and, having uh, me, man. Yeah, I'll have you back again. But all right, uh, in the meantime and in between time, thank you for marking out with us.